Why do you need to forgive? Let me tell you. Let me tell you what happens. Forgiveness, first of all, is not about you. It's about the person who, who really hates you, number one. And again, forgiveness is really also about you. Now, look at this here. What I want you to understand. There is a cost to offense. Ask Pastor Moses. How many love Pastor Moses in the Bible? We talk of him. He saw the glory of God. He experienced the glory of God. But what happened in the end? Why? How can a person who saw the glorious presence of God that we just sing about, he saw the glorious presence of God and in the end he failed to fulfill or to finish what he was called to do? What, what was the problem? Here's the problem. Moses, first of all, through the history as he was leading the children of Israel, he was tired with their attitude. And let me tell you, People's attitude can tire you. But you have to be careful so that your, their attitude does not consume your heart. So here is Pastor Moses. He's seen the glory of God, but the people have really hauled him out. First, God spoke to him to say, Hey, strike the stone and I'll give water to gush out. Because these people were complainers. Complaining and whining about anything and everything. Which other country do you think we whine a lot? We complain about everything and anything and everything. Which country? Think about it. So Moses, he has had it. The people have complained. The people have, have really complained. And if you are a parent like me who has four kids, when your kids are complaining in the car and you are trying to drive, it's like really you are getting really, really, really so mad. You can just pack that car and get your belt and maybe give them some shish kebab or something. I don't know. No, I want this. No, I want that. No, I, I did. And then they're in the back fighting and you're trying to concentrate and driving and you know how it gets to your nerve and that's the tactics of the enemy. If he can pinch you on your nerve, he knows you're going to react. So Pastor Moses, these people have made him so tired. And when you are tired, you can't hear properly what God is saying. Let me tell you something. Don't make your decision when you are upset or when you are tired. And don't make your decision also when you are too happy. So Pastor Moses now, God comes back and he says, okay, the people are complaining. The people are complaining. Go speak to the stone and I will release water for the people to drink but if you are upset do you talk can you talk nicely hey John come here let's talk and that's how you do it huh come on don't be holy in here don't play it holy on me when you are really upset 
We learned this morning, it's okay to be upset, but don't just go to bed with it. Because you're going to give a foothold to the devil. Now look at this. When you're upset, do you go like, oh, I love you, you're so cute. When you're upset, you don't talk. You scream or you yell. Or you, people can even see. Rah! So here is Moses. God is speaking to him to say, speak to the word. He can't speak. He is upset. He's upset with the people. He can't even obey the instruction. And what does he do? Because he is offended by the character and the attitude of the people. Because he's offended, what does Moses do? He strikes the rock. God fulfilled, water came out. But what was the consequences on Moses' side? God told him, read the Bible. God told him, because of that, you are not going to lead the people, you and others, you are not going to finish to take the people into the promised land. You see, offense affects you. Offense affects your life. Offense affects the direction that God has called you. Because when God created you, he predestined you. There is no man who can give you a gift. Man has no power to give you a gift or a mission. It is God who gave you that mission and that purpose. So what happens is that man will be used to take that away through words. But if you heard God properly, you're going to do what? You're going to stay with those words. Now look at this. Moses misses out in leading the people into the promised land. So why do we need to forgive? We've learned this weekend what the power of words means. And why is it difficult to say I forgive you? Because those words, whether you don't say them in good faith or in bad faith, they will accomplish what is spoken to the other person. That's why I say to, be, to people like this, there were people that were praying for me many years ago that you're going to excel doing the work of God. And then the moment I began to excel doing the work of God, they got upset. I said, why are you upset? You prayed for me. You're upset. You prayed for me. Now I'm doing the work of God. You're upset. Let me tell you something. Every word spoken over your life will accomplish what it is sent to do. Why? Because words are like seeds. They find a way to grow. Now look at here. What is forgiveness? First of all, we got to understand that forgiveness is not only a good act. In our culture, we are told it's a good act. No, it's not just a, a good act. That's why we struggle to give that good act. We don't understand the significance of it. Because it's a good act, I have power over it because I'm the one who's going to give you a good act. So I can't give a good act to a person I hate and I don't like. You see why we've, we fail to forgive? Because we've been told it's a good kindness to show. Hey, would you show good kindness to a person who has hurt you? You want to chew on them like a lion, right? So what is forgiveness? 
Forgiveness also is not just a godly, you know, demonstration of a godly attitude or demonstration of a godly character. Forgiveness is key to our relationship, first of all, or with God, with people, and key to the functionality of the power that God has made available to us. What is this forgiveness? Forgiveness is a weapon. It's a weapon that dismantles the tactics of the enemy. Because the tactics of the enemy is to offend you. And if you forgive, he has no hold over your life. That's why forgiveness is what? It's a weapon. Everything Jesus did, go read the scriptures. Before he could heal, or he could say, your sins are forgiven. What has got that to do with just praying for me for healing? Because he knows the spirit of unforgiveness can keep you in captivity for many years. Forgiveness is more than excusing a fault. Forgiveness is not a denial of a wrong committed against you. And I want you to be very careful. Don't deny it was not done. That's not forgiveness. That's why you're going to struggle again. Forgiveness is not sweeping what was done to you under the rug. Forgiveness is not ignoring what has been done to you. Because the more you ignore it, the more it's going to chew you on. We've been told forgiveness is just to let go and let God. Yes, there's a truth to that. But forgiveness is deeper than that. Forgiveness is not concealing the wrong or giving up your right to revenge or hurt someone for hating you. Forgiveness isn't, you know, giving up to punch somebody who punched you, right? Automatically, we want to punch back because our ego rises up to say, how dare you spoke to me like that? I'm going to do the same thing to you. That's the spirit of the world. But remember here, we are dealing with a spiritual warfare. If you're going to fight the devil, you're going to have to fight with the spiritual weapon that God has made available. The spiritual weapons are prayer. Your spiritual weapons are what? Your testimony the name of Jesus and the word of God but you can never use those when your heart and your spirit has been suffocated by the spirit of unforgiveness how do you pray for a person while you are really really upset so what we've been doing is to understand what forgiveness is here. Let me give you the quicker, uh, um, quicker definition of forgiveness here. And uh, we're going we're gonna to end the night with prayer. The Hebrew words that, uh, that, that uh, you know, uh, give us the meaning of uh, forgiveness. Um, this word simply means to take up or to carry or to bear or to lift. Forgiveness, in forgiveness, these words come to mind. Pardon, pardoned, forgive, forgiveness, forgiven, all forgiving. Why are those words?
When Jesus died on the cross, what he did on that cross was to take upon your sins, upon himself. That is why it is God, called what? Forgiveness. He took it upon himself. He lifted off all the offense of sin upon mankind. He lifted it off. And if you see the history of forgiving, forgiveness and how God dismantled the enemy when the enemy seduced Adam and Eve in the garden, forgiveness begins right there in the book of Genesis. Did you know that? After Adam and Eve had sinned, the devil lied to them and, and they were naked. What did God do to Adam and Eve? The Bible tells us what? He made what? He covered them. Would you cover somebody you haven't forgiven? If it's now a time, we'll be just looking at them. Eh, I told you. Eh, oh, I told you. You see, I told you to stay away. Oh, I told. God did not do that because he knew what he was fighting against. He was fighting against the enemy that had entered into the earth to seduce man. So God did not send angels to go and pin down the devil. Even though he could have done that. You know what God did? Very simple. Extremely simple. He covered their nakedness as a demonstration of what? Of grace and forgiveness. From that moment on, the process of forgiveness and mercy through his son Jesus Christ would now come as we move into the New Testament. So God, the Bible says that before we were even what? We were even, before we even received Jesus Christ, he has already forgiven you. All you have to do is to reach out to him. Forgiveness is available. So you see how God dismantled the tactics of the enemy to bring the, the power of sin and death into the earth. He just forgave man. Man is like, I didn't do anything. I haven't done my ritual. I haven't bathed in, a, in, a, in the lamb blood because that's what they used to do. Hey Jesus, you just forgave me just like that? It's not about you. It's about the enemy behind you. That's why he has to overpower the enemy behind you. Everything God does, he protects you in front, but there's an enemy behind you. That's why Jesus would say to Peter, get behind me Satan. Peter was not a Satan, was he? The influence and the attitude behind him demonstrated the influence of the enemy. So understand these people of God. With only forgiveness, you forgive those who have hurt you. You know what you're doing? You are opening the doors in your life. Opening your future up. Opening your career up. Opening your family, your marriage up. You are opening every door because unforgiveness comes to shut every doors. That's why we're talking about this as a spiritual weapon. Very simple. You don't have to go to the mountains to stay on the mountain for 40 years to pray for your breakthrough. You can be on that mountain and if you are full of unforgiveness, you can pray all you want. There's nothing that is going to happen. Why? Because unforgiveness come, blocks your relationship from the power of God. God says what? How would you claim you love me and yet you don't love your neighbor? There are so many demonstrations of forgiveness in the Bible. 
the prodigal son goes to his dad give me my share and in the Jewish culture if you go to your dad while he is still alive and you ask for your inheritance what you are simply saying is that I wish you dead give me my inheritance you study the culture of these people the Bible it sounds really beautiful when you understand it so think how the father should act with an offense and in that scripture in that parable I've written a book on the parable of the kingdom of God like I said all the books uh, we don't have any books right now but if you can sign up for those books they'll be in by by Monday but look at this that parable of the protocol son what it was doing was that God was trying to demonstrate his heart towards the people there is no sin that freaks out God he's so powerful is so big that's why he'll choose to forgive us not because we've done all the rituals not because we've read all the Bibles but he chose to extend mercy because he knows what we are up against our warfare is not against flesh and blood it's against these principalities so if you're gonna win your battle and win the battle of your family and win the battle of the community of Guav, you got to open up your eyes to understand we win through the power of forgiveness by forgiving those who are in drugs and demonstrating the heart of the Spirit of God Imagine the prodigal son going and dancing on all the money that he was given and then coming back and the father sees him from a distance and the father says, hey guys, let's make up a, a party for this young man. If it's my father, you're going to find a good party. Yeah, come on, Africa, come on, you know that. Your father is going to be there with a good party, my friend. But this father, he understands the influence that influenced this young man to demand his fair share was the influence of the enemy. So you can't fight evil with evil. That's simply the message of, 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 of forgiveness here. You can't fight evil with evil. You can't open doors with evil. You open with a pure spirit. So now the question is, why has it been so difficult for you to walk in forgiveness or to forget what was done to you when you were young? Why is it that you are 50 years old and you can remember what was done to you when you were 10 years old? Why is it that these abuses, whether through words or anything else, comes to establish some memories that can never just go away? You go to a place, you hear a word, it reminds you of something that happened many years ago, and there you are now, you are crushed. Why? The devil knows how to trap the people. Many Christians are struggling. Not because God isn't powerful. It's because of those words that were spoken against you. Are found residence in your heart. And they are influencing your mind, your spirit, your attitude. 
How can we win the world if we ourselves are sick? That's why the revival that is coming is the revival of healing the heart. A heart that is healed will restore many hearts. That's why God said, I will give my children, the children of Israel, a new heart. Why? Because with a new heart, you can function in the power and in the ability of Jesus Christ. People of God, this message is the message that we need to take very seriously. And understand, I've seen people leave churches, and it's so, so sad. Leave churches from one church to another because somebody said something. Or because the pastor was just too busy, you know, too busy coming there. And they said, oh, he didn't say hello to me. And they got offended. What is killing the church in Canada is offense. There's nothing else. We got the money. We got all the resources. But we can't advance the kingdom of God here. Why? Offense. We read a scripture last night. It is very difficult to win an offended brother. So what can we do about this? Healing begins with us. God, restore my heart. Restore my spirit. So that I can help someone else. This is the simplest message that Jesus has called us to. The Bible says, when we forgive the sins of others, they will be what? Forgiven. If we don't forgive, they will not be forgiven. Why? God has given you the key to dismantle the doors that keep people in bondage. You may think you are not powerful. You are powerful because you are created by the creator. That's why your words are so powerful. Your life is so powerful. What you say has a power behind it. Let's stand up. Because we know when we are forgiven and we are forgiven each other, we can function properly with each other. Imagine you are gifted in one area and I'm gifted in another area. And uh, it's like a puzzle that God has given us because God does not give one person everything because people will be proud. There are things that I cannot do that you do. So I can't just say because I'm a preacher, I'm higher than you. That is a disaster right there. Because there are things that God has given you and things that I have and things that she has. When we bring it together, then we can make something tangible. But why is it difficult for us to work alongside each other? It's because the enemy knows the day that you and I cooperate and support one another and stand with one another, that's the day we begin to dismantle all the strong words in, 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 in Guafir. But the enemy knows. So he will make you feel more higher than the other one and make you feel, I'm good, I don't need you. But you know what? You will never fulfill the destiny that God called you. Why? Because we are not working in partnership. We partner with God and we partner with people. 
but we can't partner with each other if we are all hurt we are we are all dealing with our past we are all upset because remember this my past somehow will come out in my mouth and it may say something to you that really just came out because of what was in my inside of me or because of what I've experienced so that's why Jesus wants to hear our hearts what is it that has been spoken over your life what is it that has troubled you over these years what is it that has made you lose your nights your sleepless nights stress depressed you can't make good friends every relationship you start they die because you get easily offended or the people you work with they get easily offended or you are scared to enter into a relationship because you're gonna be hurt because they hate you before you see how we are paralyzed by the enemy you can't trust because you worked with people that were very mistrusting what is it that the enemy has done into your life 